Welcome to another episode of Revival Is Now. On the last episode, I taught about the power of your words and that the way to execute your authority is to use your words. The power of life and death is in your tongue. So as you speak life, you are bringing about God's will to be done and you're executing your authority properly. You're closing all doors to the devil and you're advancing God's kingdom. But if you're speaking words of death, you're opening up doors to the enemy. And this is where yokes can come in, there can be oppression, and you could even be partnering with the enemy's kingdom rather than God's kingdom. There is so much power in your words. You're gonna learn today even more how you can be speaking exactly how God wants so that you stay in God's will. As a child of God, one of the big ways that you're speaking is in prayer is speaking to God. It's very important to learn how to pray the right way. Your every word carries power, whether it's in prayer to God or whether it's speaking to friends or just speaking aloud. The devil can hear your words. He can't hear your thoughts, but he does hear your words. And he's not omnipresent like God, so it's not like he is listening to every single person at the same time, but he does have a kingdom of darkness. He does send out demonic spirits to listen. And so we really need to make sure that our every word is according to God's will, even when we're talking to God, even when you're in the secret place with God. Many Christians are not praying with maturity or wisdom, and so today you're gonna learn how to pray as a mature believer of God. There are different aspects to prayer, and the first one is intimacy with God. We see Adam and Eve walking in the cool of the garden, experiencing intimacy with the Father, and this is what God wants for every single one of his children, that you would be in a real relationship and have true intimacy with God. The Holy Spirit is with you all the time. He never leaves you. And he wants you to be aware that he's always with you. He wants you to bring him in your life every day, all day. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Now, if you're thinking about this in the religious way, which is that prayer is going into your room and speaking a bunch of formal vocabulary prayers, like speaking through the language of the King James Version when that's not how you speak today. Religious prayers mean reciting the same prayer again and again and again, where you're really just reciting something rather than connecting to an actual person, the person of the Holy Spirit. God wants you to see him for who he is, just as real as you are. He is a person, he has a heart, he's not a stone figure, he's not far away, only up in heaven and can't understand you. He created you, he knows you. He wants you to connect with him as you connect with your best friends, the people you love on this earth the most. How do you do that? You talk to your friends normal, like your own personality, your own self. You don't look at that person as if they're judging the relationship you're having together. You don't look at the time and say, we're gonna be really experiencing intimacy once we hit one hour that we've been talking back and forth. Your relationships on earth with people you really love are natural, are enjoyable, are fun, are real. And so that's how God wants it to be for you. All of those things I just mentioned, the religious way, this is how so much of us in the body of Christ have been kind of like taught how to pray or we haven't been taught how to pray. So this is just what we think praying should be like. I know for me, before my eyes opened up in the spiritual realm, for most of my life, 
I condemned myself because I thought I didn't know how to pray. I ended up not praying a lot of the time because I didn't know how to. No one ever broke it down to me simply as God wants intimacy. Be real with him. He's in you always. You don't have to be formal and unnatural. But I'm telling you now, be yourself with God. Renew your mind that he knows you, he's with you, and he loves you. Just invite him in. And so pray without ceasing, if you're thinking about it in the religious way, can seem really daunting. But really, pray without ceasing isn't something too difficult. It really just means include God in your life throughout your every day. It doesn't always have to be with words, just like how your relationships on earth, you're not talking all the time. Da, 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 da. Sometimes you're just sitting and be quiet or you look at the person and you smile or you're just sitting and resting in God's presence together. The important thing is that there's intimacy without ceasing, meaning sometimes you're talking with God. Sometimes you're just saying thank you. Sometimes it's as if he's in the room, like um, you're excited about something and you can just say, oh, I'm so excited about this God. So I was doing errands yesterday and I was having so much fun on like a date with God. Like it was just him and me and it wasn't mundane. It wasn't boring because I renewed my mind that he was with me and I included him and little things that would bless my heart throughout the day that I was seeing whether it was the nature or or I found something in a store that I needed and I was like oh yay I found this I included God in that as if he was my best friend with me doing errands with me going on planes if I see the sunset or something or the clouds I'll say wow God it's so beautiful thank you Lord for this beautiful sunset you just showed me that's praying without ceasing so the first part of your relationship is intimacy. It's just simply being intimate with God, including him in your life as your best friend. The second part of prayer is praise and thanksgiving. And it says it here, right in the same verse, rejoice always, which is praising, rejoice, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it says rejoice always, and give thanks in all circumstances. Pray without ceasing. So be intimate always with Jesus. Rejoice always, meaning, man, remind yourself of God's blessings that he's given you. Don't let a blessing that comes by in your life each day pass by without rejoicing, without acknowledging that God gave you that. Most of my prayer time is praise and thanksgiving because the Lord has opened up my eyes in the spiritual realm to see that I can trust him, that I don't have to worry, that God is faithful, that my life is in his hands, that my feelings are not the truth. And so therefore, I can do what the scripture says, rejoice always instead of rejoice sometimes and complain other times. I can give thanks in all circumstances, not I can give thanks in sometimes and in other times when things aren't going my way, I can pout and complain to God. No, because I know God's plans for me are good, because I know I can trust him, because he is faithful, because I know that there are going to be weapons formed against me, but they will not prosper because I know that the devil will attack me, but he will not succeed. Because I know that there are wilderness seasons in life, there are refining fire seasons of life, and God's will isn't always fun or comfortable, but it's perfect. Because of all of this, I can give thanks in all circumstances. When things are hard, I can thank God. Thank you, Lord, for taking me through the fire. I know this is needed. There was times when I was in the wilderness before entering a promised land of seeing God's promises come to pass, like this revival. There were times in the wilderness where it was so hard, where it, it was not fun, 
where there was persecution. There were times when the church was getting smaller and smaller and smaller and more and more people would leave and people that I would love be part of our family at Fivefold Church would leave and it was hard. I remember one time just being in the shower and crying and my emotions, my feelings were saying one thing inside. They were saying, this is hard, like wanting to complain, wanting to pout, wanting to just be upset and wallow. But I am not my feelings. My soul does not have to run the show of my life. My spirit is what was resurrected with Christ and is made one with the Holy Spirit. My soul and my body are being transformed into the image of Christ. I'm not letting my soul and my flesh control me. I'm making my soul, my body be submitted to this, my spirit man, which follows the Holy Spirit as the leader. And so my spirit says, God is faithful. This wilderness is necessary. This refining fire is molding me into the person that God needs me to be to carry the promises for my life. What I'm going through right now, God is allowing it for my good. I've been praying for the promises to come to pass. This hard time right now is the answer to those prayers because I cannot get to the promised land without going through the refining fire. So my spirit knew this truth. My spirit pushed the soul down. My spirit didn't allow my feelings to, to come out of my mouth, but my spirit had been meditating on God's word and his goodness. My spirit had grown so my spirit could win and push the soul down. My spirit knows the power of my words. My spirit only wants to please God. And it says you can't please God without faith. It's the only time it talks about pleasing God in the Bible specifically like that, which means the thing that pleases God the most, most is faith. So I say, faith is what pleases God. All I want to do is please God. In good times and bad, all I want to do is please God. And I don't want to do anything to open up the door to the devil by speaking words of death and slowing down the road to the promised land or even aborting it. But in that moment there, in that shower, through the tears, I would speak, God, I praise you. I thank you, Lord, for doing what you're doing, for taking me through the refining fire, Lord. I know you know best. I know this is necessary. I know your control. I thank you, Lord, that you're in control, not me, because I don't know what I need, but you know what I need. You know what you need to take me through to refine me. I thank you, Lord. Tears, tears. I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. And then my feelings inside are not feeling excited to praise God. But I praised him anyways. I thanked him anyways. I chose to do those things. And it's time right now you learn the mature way to pray. Many people think the way to pray, the way to have intimacy with God is to just let all your feelings out. But that is because they do not know that they were created to walk in authority. They did not know that you execute your authority by speaking. And you, if you speak words of death, you're handing your authority over to the devil. Many Christians do not know this. So they live not aware of their words. They live not knowing the devil's hearing your words. He's seeing your lack of faith. He's seeing that you're giving in to your feelings, that you are listening to your feelings over faith. And then he brings the attacks on more and more. You, you wedge the door open. And now he brings, he knows exactly where to hit you. He knows exactly your weak spot. People without this spiritual maturity, with their eyes opened, they're saying, just pray to God. Tell him all your feelings. There's something that David does. He, he, he grows in wisdom and he says in Psalm 43, 5, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. This is what we can learn from David right here. He spoke to his soul. 
He noticed just as my example, when my soul, my feelings were downcast, his spirit was strengthened. His spirit was alive and his spirit could recognize that his soul needed some work, that his soul needed to submit spirit, soul, body needed to follow the Holy Spirit. And so he says, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior, in, in my God. The Bible talks about how there's a time to grieve, there's a time to mourn. There's, yes, and we see Jesus wept when he saw Lazarus had died. We see him ang with anguish in the garden. Yes, there's a time to grieve, to have sorrow, but there's a difference between having the emotions of sorrow and rejecting hope and having the feelings of sorrow, but not letting the sorrow rule over you. Sure, there will be discouragement, there will be sorrow, there will be disappointment, there will be grief, but all of those things should not rule over us and make us go into a place where we're not thinking of the things of God, the things that are good, which Jesus says, put your minds on things that are good always, pure, lovely, admirable, worthy of praise. In the times where we're feeling loss, heartache, sadness, we should immediately be speaking to our soul, have hope. God is faithful. I don't understand this, but God is faithful. That's the difference than being like, I don't understand this, God. Why would you do this? God, why would you take this from me? God, you've made me mad. You've made me sad. God, why would you do this? I'm so upset. I don't know how it can go on. Immature believers think that's the way to be intimate with God. That's the way to be real with God. But that is letting your feelings dictate you and complaining to God. When we should always be people of faith, even in the darkest moments of life, we should always want to please God by having faith. It says rejoice always, not 99% of the time. It says give thanks in all circumstances. So in order to do these things, you have to speak to your soul. And in those places where it's hard, you have to choose to only speak life. In your prayer time, in your intimacy time, you have to choose to thank God, to praise him, to declare his word, to say, Lord, you are faithful. Your promises are yes and amen. I don't understand all that's going on right now, but you are faithful. I will praise you through everything. I will praise you through the storms. I will praise you in good times and bad times. I will never give up. I put my trust and my hope and my faith in you. Not only is this pleasing to God because faith is what pleases him, but remember there's power in your words. Even in your time of prayer time, devil's listening. And if you are speaking these words like, I think I should just give up and God, I'm mad at you. It's actually opening up a door to the enemy to bring a stronghold of doubt in God, to bring a stronghold of anger, anger towards God and anger in general in your life to bring a stronghold of depression. With my best friends and my, my parents, people I'm really close to, I talk to them differently than I used to. Sometimes you can feel like, oh, you can gossip about j just to your best friend about somebody. I used to complain to my best friends and my people I'm close to. I used to speak my feelings, but now I don't do any of those things. Now I can be real with my best friend, real with my people I'm close to and tears in my eyes. I can 
you know, I can get some sort of bad news or something and be like, wow, I can't believe this happened. Oh my goodness. But at the same time, I don't allow myself to, to speak all of the emotions that I feel inside. I don't allow myself to be like, I'm so upset. I, I don't know if I'll make it because this happened. I, I choose to speak faith. God's in control. I trust God. I don't know what's going to happen, but all I know is I trust God for this situation. Sure, there's the feeling of wanting to complain. There's the feeling of wanting to speak all your emotions, especially to your best friend. But I choose to be spiritually mature. I choose to be spiritually aware. I'm in a battle every day. I'm not going to let the devil any foothold in my life. And I'm focused on pleasing God every single day. Every single day, I want to please him. I don't want to forget about not pleasing him always. So that's how I'm able to have care over my words. So in the same way now that I speak differently with so much intention to even the people who are close to me in my life, this, it's the same way for God. Speaking with maturity to God, speaking in a way that's pleasing him, speaking full of faith. Jesus, he shows us this example, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Jesus was sweating blood. He was filled with so much anguish. He knew what was about to happen to him. Can you imagine being tortured, being scourged, whipped, flesh ripping out of your body, so much blood being shed, so much pain. He knew it was about to come to him so close and then being crucified on the cross. He knew clearly what was about to come. That anguish was so intense that he was literally sweating drops of blood. But yet even in that moment, he chose to speak to his soul. Not my will, even though his will, he wanted so strongly. He just wanted to live. He didn't want to go through that torture. He wanted that. That was his will. So strongly he wanted that. Can you imagine? He was fully human, of course. All of us at that moment, that's the greatest thing we want in the world is to not go through that pain and crucifixion. But he speaks, not my will, Father. Your will be done. This is what he chooses to pray instead of, I can't do it. I give up. Lord, I can't go through with this. There has to be another way. Please, 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 please. Not my will, but yours be done. The next part of prayer is seeking God's will. Many times when we pray, we're just, we're not even thinking about God's will, but we're just praying our will, our desires. Lord, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. I want this to happen. We're not even consulting God. But when you pray, you should seek his will. Lord, I feel as if I'm hearing you in this area. Lord, please confirm this is you because I only want your will. Lord, if, if my will is in this at all, my feelings, and it's not your will, Lord, please reveal it to me. Close that door right now, even though I want this so bad. But if this is not your will, please shut the door, Lord. I just want your will to be done. When you seek with that heart, you are allowing God to place you in his hands perfectly, guide you perfectly, close every door that needs to be closed and open every door that he wants to open. And the last part of prayer that I'm gonna teach you about today is praying God's will to be done. Now, most people, when they pray, they, they're praying ineffective prayers. They're praying, Lord, do this, Lord, do this. Lord, heal me of this. Lord, deliver me of this. Lord, heal this person. Lord, deliver this person. Lord, bring money in my bank account. Lord, I need this, get me the job. They're, they're, they're saying, God, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. But as I taught in the last episode, God's given you authority. He's given us authority as children of God. And so God actually needs us to partner with him and bring his will to this earth. So it's God doing everything, but he needs 
us to walk in the authority for his power to move through through us. As Jesus says, you heal the sick, you cast out demons, you raise the dead, you do it. You are the person doing this action, but it's my power giving you the ability and doing the miracles, but you need to be the ones, uh, be healed, demons go. That's how it works. You can't say, uh, make the demons go, Lord. They won't go because you have the authority. You have to execute it. So in the same way, this is how you should pray in every area of your life. Instead of saying, God do this, God do this, God do this, you should be saying, I declare sickness in this body must go by his stripes. I am healed. I must be healed. I declare all thoughts of anxiety, all thoughts of depression, all these lies from the devil in my head, they must go. I have perfect peace in Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Jesus, for giving me perfect peace. Thank him through this declaring and make yourself aware that yes, you're the one declaring, walking in the authority, but it's God's power in you that's making everything to happen. When there's lack in your life, you can speak, I declare doors to open up so that there may be provision and everything that's making like there be a drain of my finances, I declare all those attacks to end now. So instead of asking God for things, you should constantly be walking in that authority. Make sure that it's God's will. Seek him in his will. But we do know that abundant life is absolutely God's will. That sickness, lack in any area, depression, anxiety, that's not God's will. So when you recognize those things in your life, you can know already what God's will is and that you can execute that authority and you will see God move. As you pray now with your spiritual eyes open, you'll see God's will being done and your prayers become effective. You'll experience intimacy with the Holy Spirit like never before. I declare your faith to grow mightily. I declare your spiritual eyes to open up more and more and for you to be so discerning and for you to walk in wisdom, walk constantly in awareness of what you're speaking. I declare you to have intimacy with the Holy Spirit like never before. In Jesus' name, may your spiritual eyes be opened up now to recognize God, to be aware of Him throughout your days. In Jesus' name, I declare your words to carry power. I release this anointing upon your words so that as you speak with authority, God's will will be done in Jesus' name. I declare your spirit man to be strengthened and your soul and flesh to be pushed down. Everything keeping your soul strong, I declare it to go in Jesus' name. I declare depression, anxiety, sorrow, grief to leave you now in Jesus' name. And I release the fire of the Holy Spirit upon you now to fill you to overflow with the fire of the Holy Spirit and be filled with this anointing now in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Revival is Now. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Revival is now. Kingdom is